The following is a hoop bowl presentation. What is going on? It's the Hoop Ball Clippers podcast, and we are recording immediately after the Clippers fell to the Brooklyn Nets 112 108. I know I promised Justin Wilson on today's podcast to break down those two games against the Jazz and then against tonight's opponent, the Brooklyn Nets. But Justin had a birthday yesterday, so he's got some prior obligations that he has to uh, tend to. So, no Justin Wilson today. We're going to try and get him either midweek or we'll try and find something perhaps next week um, so we can bring him on and chat about what's happening with the Clippers because PG and Kawhi are back. That's something that's changed since the last time we recorded. And Batum is back. Pat Bev is in the lineup after sitting in a back-to-back. So the Clippers are at full strength and they almost beat Brooklyn after falling behind by a number that you wouldn't have expected them to fall behind. I mean, they were down double digits. And down big in the final eight minutes or so. And they were able to get big shots from Paul George. Zoo was very good. Um, I thought in the first half, not a, not enough from the guys not named Kawhi and PG. So we'll break down that game in just a second. But before we get there, got to tell you guys about mybookie.ag. Ever since I started this podcast, People are always asking me for betting tips. They're asking me who I'm betting on. They're asking me where I am betting. That's why I tell people to bet with MyBookie. MyBookie is a place where you can get up to the minute odds. On the, They got the best odds, the best contests, and promotions in the business. Only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. Also, there's college basketball, Premier League, hockey. Anything you want to bet on, they've got it. It's a place where you can go and find whatever you want to spend your money on and increase that payroll, they want to help you out. It's simple. Sign up, enter the promo code HOOPBALL, and get your deposit matched halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over to MyBookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. And if you need a little bit of help, hit up the guys at the HoopBall Gaming Department. They do a great job. They've got the wager pass as well, so they can give you some inside tips to help you win some money. Bet with the best. Bet with MyBookie. All right, so, first of all, we have not recorded since those two games against the Jazz, and the Clippers obviously lost the first game against Utah because they did not have Kawhi and PG, ended up winning the next game against Utah, and to win a game against the Jazz is not easy nowadays, and I thought the Clippers were really good in that game, where they were able to beat the Jazz 116-112, to and if you look at Gobert, and what he did in the first game, I mean, he was a walking 20-20 guy in that first game. And then in the second game, not the case. In the first game, they lost 114-96. Gobert had 23 points and 20 rebounds. Okay? So what did the Clippers do when they got to full strength? They held Gobert to 8 points, 15 rebounds. So still obviously a very good rebounding total, but only 8 points. And Donovan Mitchell was very good, but the Clippers were the Clippers. I mean, they got 29 from Kawhi. They got 15 from PG in 27 minutes. And Lou Williams was very good. He was not good tonight. Marcus Morris had 17 in that game as well. So five different players finished in double figures. And 
What's different about the game against the Jazz on Friday compared to the game that we just saw against Brooklyn is that the Clippers had three players in double figures. Kawhi, PG, and Zoo. That's it. Lou Williams was 2 of 11 for five points. Just not good enough. Didn't get to the free throw line at all. He shot 2 of 11. I mean, yikes. Then you look at the guys who started. Ibaka, who was not good in the first half, and then was able to get a couple of buckets in the third quarter. They are posting him up a lot, and they were trying to take advantage of the height advantage when DJ wasn't on the floor. And by the way, welcome back to Staples Center, DeAndre Jordan. 13 points, 11 rebounds, and four block shots. And the monster tip-in to give the Brooklyn Nets the lead after that miss by Kyrie Irving. Because if he doesn't get that rebound and the Clippers get it, it's a tie game, and they very well could have won that game. Of course, we'll talk about Kawhi, the end of the game. I mean, you can make an argument that James Harden is a flopper, and probably you can make a very good argument. But back to the Clippers, and Nick Batum was a guy we were praising, and he comes in and gets three points on one of six shooting. Pat Bev, five points on two of six shooting. It's just not good enough. And when you want to play a team against Brooklyn, and when you want to win a game against Brooklyn, and you play a team like that, that has such prolific scorers in Kyrie and James Harden, and when Kevin Durant is healthy, Durant as well. Because let's not forget, they just lost at full strength to a Brooklyn Nets team that didn't have Kevin Durant. So it, it concerns me a little bit that they couldn't win this game. They were five and a half point favorites, I believe, in Vegas. So clearly Vegas expected them to win. They just dug themselves too big of a hole because they were good early on and then they fell behind and there was nothing they could do about it because at that point, you're just hoping everything bounces your way. And on that offensive rebound for DJ, it was an incredible tip in and it just didn't bounce his way and it didn't bounce the Clippers way and it bounced DJ's way and that gave Brooklyn the win. So kudos to them. Brooklyn had a really good road trip. So give them credit. They're obviously a sensational team. There's no doubt about that. I mean, when you, when you look at what Steve Nash has done with that squad, they just went on a road trip and they just beat the Clippers. They beat the Lakers. They beat the Suns, the Kings, and the Warriors. And obviously the Kings and the Warriors are not offensive stalwarts by any means and not defensive stalwarts by any means. But and when you beat the Lakers and the Clippers that says a lot about who Brooklyn is and they're a really good team. So yes, I would have liked to see a win. Yes. I think the Clippers should have won this game, but at the end of the day, it's one game. It's a game in which Paul George came out with a couple of minutes left because he was on a minutes restriction and things could have changed if PG was on the floor. I mean, you look at what Brooklyn did minutes wise, Harden played 41 Kyrie played 40 you look at the Clippers and Kawhi had 39 and the next largest total was PG with 33. And so they didn't want it, I'm assuming, didn't want to go past that 33 number. Uh, we'll keep it, an eye on Twitter through um, the end of this podcast just to make sure that everything with PG is okay. But I think it was a minutes restriction for him. Now, the last play of the game um, and the last drive by Kawhi Leonard. And unfortunate that they decided to call a charge on that or an offensive foul, because if you look, Kawhi drove, he had his left arm basically on Harden, who was attached to him, and Harden fouled him first, 
and Kawhi was just trying to clear some space and Harden with the flop of the century flailing backwards. Now, was it an offensive foul? Sure, Kawhi extended the arm, but Harden was all over him initially. Now, now the thing is, if Kawhi drives to the hoop and doesn't use that arm, I think Harden fouls him. And if Harden fouls him, it's very possible that you get the basket and an and one. Kawhi obviously got the layup and then was called for the offensive foul, but I don't think he needed to use that arm. Kawhi has been called for that a couple of times this year. It seems to be something that the refs have been told about what Kawhi does, and it's unfortunate because when you have a defender all over him like Harden, where he hit him with his right arm on the way to the hoop, I mean, it's it's one that you would like to see them go and let let, let it go. I mean, James Harden just flew backwards, and the referee immediately said offensive foul. And that's one where the referee decides to say, you know what, I'm going to take the game into my hands. And when you have such a good game like this, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I think that you just need to let the guys play and let the action decide the outcome because it just wasn't the way it should have ended. Unfortunate. No doubt about that. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, what can you do? It's one game. The Clippers lost. And now you just move on because for the Clippers, you have to take on Washington and that should be a game that you win and win handedly on Tuesday. And then you have a two game, uh, two gamer at Memphis Thursday and Friday, and then three more games at Milwaukee, at Boston, at Washington. So you only have one more game in the first half of the season before the all-star break. I can't believe we're already at the all-star break, but the Clippers play Washington on Tuesday And then they have five road games, and it's not going to be easy. That Memphis trip is not going to be easy. Memphis has a very good center in Valachunas. Obviously, John Morant is very good. They've got a good team. And then Milwaukee, of course, we know what Milwaukee can do. Um, By the way, Joey Lynn is booked to be our guest on Sunday after the Clippers-Bucks game. So hopefully we can record at about 3 o'clock and get you the podcast uh, before dinner time. On Sunday, So that is what we are hoping to have. And then maybe we'll get Justin Wilson on either Wednesday after the Washington game in between the Washington Memphis uh, contests, or we bring in Justin on Thursday after the Memphis game, because that one's at five o'clock our time. So we're able to record after the game. So one of those two will occur. Not entirely sure which. Hopefully we're able to get Justin because that could be a uh, action-packed week with Justin on Wednesday or Thursday, and then Joey Lynn on Sunday. And then during the All-Star break, I'm hoping to have uh, a couple of guests that we've had on before. And Adam Osland, who does the pregame, halftime, postgame for the Clippers, and also um, Noah Eagle, who's the play-by-play voice on the radio for the Los Angeles Clippers. So hopefully we can grab those guys during the All-Star game, uh, uh, during the All-Star break, rather. So back to tonight's game. When you look at how the Clippers started and the shot making, I mean, it was spectacular. Kawhi and Harden were just matching blows. And you love to see games like that where stars are just deciding ball games and they're making big shots and they're shooting well. You hate to see games where one guy goes three for 10 from the field 
um, or going larger sample size, seven for 20 or something like that. You want to see guys make shots. It just makes the game more entertaining. And that's what happened in the first quarter. The Clippers ended up leading after one, 30 to 28. And then at halftime, they found themselves down 58-51. Now, how did that happen? Too many turnovers. I mean, the turnovers were way too high. I think in the first half, Brooklyn had three turnovers. Now, that's going to win games when you don't turn over the basketball. And the Clippers just turned the ball over way too much. Guys, they had 16 turnovers. That's stuff you see in college basketball. That's not a number you see in the NBA. 16 turnovers. Brooklyn had six. Three of those from James Harden. You just need to value the basketball. And that wasn't the case. PG had six. Pat Beverly had four. Just not good enough. Not good enough. You got to value the basketball. And when you shoot from three, like you did tonight, 15 of 35 for 43%, you got to win games. And Sabrina Merchant had a great stat that she tweeted out, friend of the show. She said the Clippers have lost two games this year when they've had more threes than their opponent, both those times against Brooklyn. And I don't know what that tells you, that the Clippers just aren't doing enough defensively to stop Brooklyn. Because the offense, you would think, is there when you shoot 43% from three. But that being said, the Clippers shot 46% for the game. Not bad, but they only scored 108. And normally, you would think, okay, that's fine. But you look at what Brooklyn has given up recently. And they gave up 124 to Phoenix, 125 to Sacramento, 117 to Golden State, 122 to Detroit, 124 to Philadelphia. This is not a good defense, and the Clippers just weren't able to take advantage. And why is that? Turnovers. You shoot 46% from the field. You shoot 43% from three. You go 13 of 18 from the line. What's the difference? Well, Brooklyn had 92 shot attempts. The Clippers had 87 shot attempts. Those five possessions, those five shot attempts were the difference in the game. And you get one or two of those with a couple of buckets, and we got ourselves a different contest. So you got you can't turn over the basketball as much as the Clippers did um, today, unfortunately. Um, by the way, we ought to pause the show real quick for an announcement. It's a fun one. It's free stuff. Everyone loves free stuff. What's that stuff? The Bruise Letter is back. Our founder, Aaron Bruski, writing an email newsletter filled with the most intimate fantasy nuggets you can find anywhere. Exclusive content. You're not going to get it in any podcast. You're not going to get it on the website. You're not going to get it on social media. It's only in your email. Sign up. Get it for free. Go to bit.ly slash bruise letter 2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly slash bruise letter 2021. Aaron Bruski, straight to your inbox. And of course, I got to tell you guys about the fantasy pass. If you're into fantasy basketball like me, you need to get the fantasy pass. It is the best deal in the industry. Just $4.99 per month. And now that we're into the regular season, zero commitment. Sign up for one month for five bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel. But I know you are going to love it. It's always nice to have that option, though, to cancel. 
Fantasy Pass has everything you need to dominate all year, including the HoopBall Discord server. You can hang out with HoopBall pros around the clock, get one-on-one help with your team. They've got tweet storms every night being fired in there. Tells you who you need to keep an eye on. They've got great stuff that you can find nowhere else. You're going to get the Discord server where you are getting, I'm telling you, free agents to pick up, trade advice, ad drops. All those channels are there. People can rate your team. It's incredible what is there. And of course, also on the website, as part of the Fantasy Pass, updating projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedule and streaming charts, it's all there. So please do check it out. Head to hoop-ball.com. Click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the main media wall. Okay, so right now the Clippers are 22-10, and 10, and they are 11-6 at home. So do I like where they are right now? And the answer is yes. Right now the Clippers are in third place. They are a half a game back of the Lakers. I think we are going to see a battle for that one seed. And personally, you'd love to avoid the Lakers in that second round because the key is for the Clippers to get to the Western Conference Finals because that's never happened in their history. So if you can get to the Western Conference Finals, that's a step in the right direction. But you got to get past the Western Conference Semis. We know what happened last year against Denver. I mean, three double-digit leads. I'm never going to forget that. But right now, if you're the Clippers you're most likely going to end up in a top three seed. By the way, Phoenix is just one and a half back of the Clippers. So that that's pretty crazy what Chris Paul has meant to that Phoenix Suns team. And when you look at the standings right now, Suns are in fourth, the Blazers are in fifth, the Spurs are in sixth. It's interesting. And I don't think any of those teams that are below the Clippers are good enough to catch the Jazz, Lakers, and Clippers. So it'll be a race. I like where the Clippers are. I think that they needed to get healthy. They are almost there. When you have to take out your second best player in Paul George because of a minutes limit, you're not there yet. So once he gets there and he's able to play the final two and a half minutes, not due um, to obviously managing him. Um, Ty Lue, by the way, did say post game that PG was pulled to the minutes restriction. He said he played well to get us back in it. Tough decision, but the biggest thing is that he's healthy. So well, that's that's what matters. That's really what matters. Um, if you look, by the way, at the turnovers, remember how I mentioned that I turned the ba- basketball over as many times as they did? They got 27 points off those turnovers. 27 points. I'm seeing one place they turn over the ball 17 times, um, but I believe the box score says 16. Either way, 16, 17 turnovers. It doesn't matter. 27 points off turnovers is going to lose you a game. And Brooklyn took advantage of off the turnovers and capitalized. So, yes, back to what I was saying. Paul George, once he's healthy and he doesn't have his minutes managed and he can go out there and play 39 minutes with Kawhi Leonard, once Kawhi um, has him there, because Kawhi, it seems like, is healthy, knock on wood, and you're able to get everybody clicking. I'd like to see Batum back to where he was about a month or two ago. Um, I'd like to see Ibaka step out and shoot a couple more threes. And the Clippers' ball movement needs to be better. It wasn't good today. The Clippers' ball movement was not good. You had Kawhi Leonard going one-on-one at times. 
You had the ball stopping um, in the post at Ibaka. It, it just wasn't good enough. And the ingredients are there. It's about putting it together. And I think the All-Star break is going to really help this team. It gives everybody a chance to get healthy. Um, Kawhi and PG are most likely going to be in that All-Star game, barring something crazy. Kawhi is obviously starting. Um, but PG, I'm assuming he'll be selected um, by as a reserve. So we'll, I think they, they announced that this week. So all things considered... Pretty positive, and you lose a game to the Brooklyn Nets, and the sky's not falling. I don't think it's falling. You didn't have Paul George for the last couple of minutes. You turn over the basketball too much. I think the Clippers bit themselves in the foot more than um, Brooklyn end up winning that game, although Brooklyn did have a big lead, but I think it's it's because the Clippers shot themselves in the foot. I mean, if you don't commit as many turnovers as you did with the shot making that you had, and I think you're going to be okay. And I think the guys that didn't perform well today, like Lou Williams, I think will end up being fine. Lou has been really good of late. So it happens, man. It, it, it happens. You have bad games. And unfortunately, this was a bad game. It, it happens. So not a big deal. Um, you know what is a big deal? Keeping yourself groomed below the waist. And who takes care of that? How about our friends over at Manscaped? You've heard me talk about the Lawnmower 3.0 and how great it is, but I want to tell you also about the Weed Whacker. It's a new product just released by Manscaped. It's a nose and ear hair trimmer. I know that you've looked at yourself in the mirror. You've seen those ear hairs sticking out. You've seen those nose hairs sticking out. Perhaps you got nose hair sticking out when you're talking to someone. It's embarrassing. Manscaped wants you to change your grooming game with their Weed Whacker. Intelligently, intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience. It's waterproof, makes for easy operation and cleaning. Also, a powerful, rechargeable lithium-ion battery lasts for up to 90 minutes of use. Yes, you will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the code HoopBall20. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Now, again, a big apology for not having Justin Wilson on tonight. I know a lot of you were looking forward to having Justin and I chat about the Clippers game against the Brooklyn Nets, but prior obligations, family time comes first, and things that you've got going on always come first. So Justin will be joining us hopefully midweek. That's an ideal plan. And then we're going to get Joey Lynn on Sunday is the plan right now after that Bucks game. And then we'll kind of see from there what we're going to do. But I just wanted to get something out after this game. I thought it was a really big game. I don't want to go until Wednesday or Thursday without a podcast. So I want you to come out. I want you to hear my thoughts on the game. And overall, I thought the Clippers played pretty well, turned over the basketball too much, didn't passed the ball enough, so they played well in spurts, but just not good enough. And uh, when you have a team like the Nets with Kyrie and with James Harden, who are elite shot makers, you got to take advantage. And the Clippers just did not take advantage um, when they were given the chance today to turn over the basketball too much. And life goes on, as they say. So next up for the Clippers, they'll have a game on Tuesday against the Washington 
Wizards and Brooklyn or Bradley Beal. So Bradley Beal, by the way, is having himself a year. So we'll see how the Clippers do against him. Remember, you can always follow me on Twitter at BDMarcus. The Twitter handle for the Clippers podcast here on Hoopball is at Hoopball Clips. If you can rate and review the podcast, give us a five-star rating. It would really help as we continue to grow the show. So a big thank you to you, the listener, for listening. The Clippers fall, but we'll be back next week with more Hoopball Clippers chat. Have a good one, everybody. And until next time, go Clips. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.